and welcome back to the Kimmick Podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Michaela. How is it going? It's going. It has been a busy, busy, busy uh, week. It feels like uh, super busy. I, I just feel behind this week. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else out there in the world feels like Valentine's came up so quickly that it almost took me by surprise. That I was just like, oh, it's here? Oh. I mean, as we were talking, like, I never, I don't get time to myself. And I was trying to think, I'm like, when was the last time I had a moment? I, I don't even remember when was the last time I had a moment, even until, like, last week. Because last week was a big run and all of the things. And then this week is even worse. So I'm just like, ah. Yeah. But Valentine's conversation hurts. Love. Love. I do. I've always loved Valentine's Day. Well, there was a few that weren't as fun to remember, but I've always loved this holiday. And And it seems like growing up, there's been a lot of people in my path that just really never liked Valentine's. Um, but I was raised, my dad was super romantic and he always made it so lovely for my mom. And I always thought that was sweet, you know. Um, he always had the most beautiful cards and get her flowers and take her out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And he he just always treated her really well. And, and that left a big impression on me too. Oh, yeah. And I, I think any any day that you celebrate love is a great day. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I get it that, you know, people are like, oh, it's so commercial and blah, 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 blah. And so what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? That people spend extra money to be nice to their spouse. You know, they say, well, you can say I love you, you know, 365 days out of the year. But people generally don't. You can say that. Yeah, people can do that. They can take their significant others out to dinner just on a whim. But do they ever really? Possibly not. Mm -hmm. At least there's one day out of the year that is meant for love. And it can be any love. It doesn't have to be just for couples. I mean, there's you have... Love of kids, love of your dog, love of life, love, love of, of anything. Yeah. yeah, love of all kinds of stuff. So I know back in uh, high school, a lot of my friends, we, we never had boyfriends in high school. None of my friends did. We never dated really. I mean, kids are gross in high school. Boys are gross. Girls are gross. Everyone's gross. <laughs> you're in high school. You're gross. I was just trying to figure out my own purpose in life or where I was going. <laughs> Everybody was always seemed like parents are always asking you, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? What do you want to And then I would tell them my dreams that I had. And they're like, oh, that that's not really a dream. That's a hobby. And mm. so I never had time for dating. I was too awkward and socially impish <laughs> i don't know i <laughs> i just Something. found most people my own age gross because yeah. you are gross you're a teenager mm. so me and my friends did like secret valentines for each other and that was way more fun yeah that was way more fun i don't, i think one of my friends got me a plant i don't remember but it was just super sweet 
and there was no expectations. There was no nothing. It was just, you know, friends and we wanted each other to feel special because we were all single and, you know, all the popular kids got the chocolate candy grams that you could buy for through school. And we were like, that's lame. Mm. So we just <laughs> did it for each other and it was way better. Yeah. It was way better. But the only, I'm trying to think of any Valentine's that I celebrated in junior high and high school was probably with my girlfriends and we would go to the movies together, buy one single red rose and take it home. And then you have a pretty rose. We would just treat each other. Sometimes we'd have sleepovers and, you know, buy the conversation hearts and, you know, <laughs> So what do we get? Oh, cool. Or, you know, <laughs> be mine. I'm yours. They're, wow. They're, they're, they're pretty advanced nowadays. I think one says hot stuff. Yeah. Now they say text me. We didn't have that back then. <laughs> that didn't exist. What is that? You, you might well, call no, me. Like, we had you call, call me. me. Yeah. And then it became email me. Yes. Yeah. And now it's text me. <laughs> Right. Yep. Anyway, I got all my facts for this episode is all about conversation hearts. That's cool. Which is kind of fun. That's super fun. And, and Neko is the brand that made the first conversation hearts in 1866. Wow. I didn't really realize they were, they'd been around that long. Didn't. Realize they were that old. I had no idea. I was thinking idea. like maybe the twenties, maybe the nineteen teens, yeah. but eighteen hundreds. Eighteen sixty-six. Eighteen hundreds was a wild time. They were originally called motto hearts. What's a motto with you? What's a motto with you? <laughs> I don't know, but every time I see motto, I think, what's a motto with you? Uh, yeah, and it was Oliver and Daniel Chase. Who um, Daniel was the one who invented the, the a candy printing machine oh. to speed up the production, and his invention could press sayings directly onto the candy using a felt pad moistened with red vegetable-based dye, cool. which is cool. I mean, that's pretty that's super pretty, cool, pretty ingenious. I think that's advanced. Yeah, they, that's super advanced. They were originally introduced to the public in different shapes, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, why didn't you bring that back sometime? That's cool. They had um, like clovers and horseshoes and stuff. So it's like Lucky Charms, but candy. Yeah. Wow. And then it changed to heart shape in 1902. So it was random shapes for quite a while. That's fun. And that was a real popular choice once they they went into... um, candy into the shape of hearts Mm -hmm. it really took off and they decided to change the name then and then they changed it to conversation hearts and i believe they call them sweetheart conversation hearts so yeah that's super cool and production for conversation hearts starts in late february and goes until mid-january and it takes them that long just to make enough hearts for the upcoming valentine's day they well, must be complicated to apparently because we ran out. I couldn't find any conversation hearts like and three yeah. weeks leading up to Valentine's Day. I couldn't find any. And I was gonna 
use it for my little photo things for our advertisement. And I couldn't find a one. And and Valentine's was over yesterday when I went to the store. Easter, Easter was on. And Valentine's was pushed over into a tiny little section. And there was zero candy hearts. And I was even going to grab a little box of chocolates just, you know, because they were even starting to mark them down. Oh, yeah. Everything was and, like gone. And the only ones that had was way on the top shelf. And it was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. at five foot, that was not even a possibility. So, oh, yeah. Everything was like broken and smashed and like shoved into a corner. And I was like, dang. They don't even wait well, till the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. I always thought it was the day after, but nope. Not anymore. We just jump like right over the holiday into the next one. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But Neko makes more than 8 billion candy hearts every year. 8 billion. Yeah. So, where was our little tiny bit in this place? Oh, I don't know. Apparently, they didn't make enough. Maybe, this year. maybe they only made 7 billion this year. Maybe they need to just. <laughs> go through valentine's instead of starting late february they probably just need to keep going i guess Uh, but there's about 45 sayings uh, that are included in a batch i never realized it was that many wow and conversation hearts are the best-selling valentine's candy yeah they're traditional and iconic neko introduces 10 new sweetheart sayings each year oh that's cool Oh, what was your favorite color flavor? Pink. You think the pink one tastes the best? Mm, I like the pink or the purple. I do like the mm. the grapey purple one. I, I uh, say color because they're not really flavors. No, what, what they what, taste kind of like you think the tastes color. better. I think the white one tastes the best. Yeah, I well, think the white one tastes winter the green. Best. They're kind of winter greenish. They do yeah, have a little. They do. they do have a little. They have flavors, but it's not such a distinct flavor where it more just kind of tastes like the color. Like the green tastes green. I don't care for the green. No one likes the green. It's sort of limeish. I don't know. It could be the color, too, that sort of throws me off. That the I, green tastes green and the pink really tastes pink. Yeah. Yeah. I think the white. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Something. I'm uh, not sure. I think the white one tastes the best. The yellow ones aren't too bad. The yellow's fine. Yeah, they're kind of sunshiny. So I would say the white tastes the best, yeah. then the yellow, then the orange. That orange. Then the purple. Then it goes green and pink. Yeah, the orange. I'm I'm scarred by orange because we had bears, uh, the St. Joseph's baby aspirin mm-hmm. that was orange flavored. And so I always associate orange flavor candy with medicine. Didn't you have a scarring experience with circus peanuts, too? No, we won't even get started. They're always hard. And and then I worked at a store where we sold the circus peanuts and and they were, you know, they'd come in fresh, supposedly fresh, quote unquote fresh. And they were rock hard already. Mm. And I'm like, how can anybody eat, eat them? This one lady goes, oh, I love circus penis. They're the best. And I'm like, no, they're hard. Oh, you just got to suck on them for a little bit and then they're fine. I'm like, no, they're stale and old marshmallows. Hmm. Colored orange. Mm -hmm. So not a fan. But I'm sure there's many out there that are that keeps that candy going. 
Someone's got to be eating it. Mm. It's up there with, um, I really don't like chocolate color covered marshmallows. Like the chocolate marshmallow bunnies. Usually that gets kind of like stretchy. and So I'd rather have a hollow bunny than than a marshmallow in there. Mm. And you try to just get the chocolate off and it always goes into a million pieces. So you end up getting that marshmallow and... It's pretty. Do you want to pick a song? Yeah. So I'll save that one for later. Oh, okay. I picked, since it's Robbie's birthday. Happy birthday. It's Robbie's birthday today. It's our little adopted granddaughter T's birthday. Mm -hmm. It's D1's birthday from DKB. And it's Jane Seymour's birthday. So I picked a song that, and I'll tell you a little bit why. I picked Missing You Today by the band Public. Day. <laughs> I'm missing you today. Yeah, I love that song. And I've been watching uh, two dramas, right, back to back, because it's the love season, so... I started watching uh, Only Just Married, and I had just, just, like, started that one. Hadn't even watched even an episode when I mentioned it last weekend, um, but or last week. But that's a Japanese drama, so mm-hmm. after I watched a little bit, I was like, mm-hmm. wait, this is not Korean. This is Japanese, and I'm really enjoying that one. But um, I'm also watching Shooting Stars, the K-drama Shooting Stars, Starring Kim Young Day and Lee Sung Kyung, and that one I really really like. And not just any spoilers for those who want to see it, but they—he's um, an actor and he has to go out on a shoot for a week, and and he just declared his love to to her that he likes her. And he keeps texting her, and the week feels really long. And he's just, like, missing her so much that he gets in the car and he drives for three hours just to hug her and to say that he missed her and to give her a special little gift. And then he was back on the road because he had to be up at dawn to do this shoot. So it made me think of that song, Missing You Today. And I think it's a beautiful song. And Cute. we're missing Robbie. And we're missing mm-hmm. everybody. So we really miss his posts a lot. I miss we him miss, a lot. Yes. I miss him a it, lot. It hasn't been the easiest without him around. So um, the Starlights help a lot. Though. Yes. I have so. like a group of Robbie fan pages that I follow and... We talk on and off. And so that's been very wholesome and helpful. And it was really fun because today in America, it's Robbie's birthday, but it was his birthday yesterday in Korea. And so a group of starlights that I'm friends with online organized this whole operation to get birthday letters to Ravi. And it was so fun and wholesome to be a part of. So we each wrote Ravi a letter And then I emailed it to one of the gals who's coordinating it. And then she sent it 
to another person who printed them and then they were hand delivered to the Groovelin office yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that was just so cool. They kind and of, like scrapbooked it too, didn't they? Yeah. Like put it in yeah. a, like and, a keepsake. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? I know. I mean, no American fans would ever, I was saying, would ever do that. I love the fact that they love writing letters and I'm old school girl here and I always loved writing letters. I would be the best pen pal. I was a really good pen pal for years, but all my pen pal people just just stopped. It was never me that, that stopped. So I love writing letters and I love getting letters. Me too. So. I would always write... My best friend, Salem, I would always write her letters in class and give it to her after class. If I was bored in class, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to see you in 30 minutes. But even when she moved away, I would just randomly write her letters and throw them in the mail just so she knew that I was thinking about her. It's always nice to get some letters. So I always wrote to her. But yeah, it was just like a fun operation to be a part of. And it really reminded me of like, the old DIY punk days when bands would create this entire network of people to make tours happen, make music happen, was all networking Mm -hmm. across countries. And that's what it made me think of. I mean, now we have social media, which makes things a lot easier, but just how cool it is. You kind of don't have the personal like it was in the old days as as much. However, in a way, it's kind of nice because like in the olden days, there would be no way we would be into K-pop. Oh, no. So it was hard enough, just British music. Yeah. Um, But I just I think it's really cool just the way that all of the fans came together. And there's like different fan clubs like there is. Ravi Thai fans that I follow and there's some fans from Indonesia but they all came together and did little projects for him and I just thought that was like really God. sweet and cool so I love it I love it. it 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 just they k-pop really takes good care of their fans and the fans take good care of them in turn mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the things that I love about being a starlight I think the most is because Amongst all the fandoms and all the K-pop fandoms that I'm a part of, Starlights are the most respectful, hands down. You never hear incidents about Vix getting attacked. You never hear incidents about their, like, privacy. They don't get swarmed. Their privacy is never breached. And then, you know, videos of, like, Vix, they'll just sit in the crowd with Starlights. They'll sit right next to him. They'll talk. Even when we saw the Groovelin tour, they had a little piece of tape on the floor. And they said, don't cross the piece of tape. Not a single person crossed the piece of tape. A toe didn't even cross the piece of tape. We all stood back respectfully within the space. That would not happen in America, you know, for American band. I mean. If it was BTS, if it was even Stray Kids, like Stray Kids got attacked at the airport when they came to the States. And... It makes me very proud to be a star, like, because, like, the the respect is so intense, but it's like, you know, they give it to us and we give it back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, really special. 
you know, they're not afraid to come down into the crowd and be with the fans because they're respected. Mm-hmm. And I just, it makes me so happy. Anyways. Yeah, well, Sugar was just saying that he goes through the airport really fast because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. He's, he says, I see people falling and everything. He goes, I jet through the airport and get through quickly. He can't even enjoy himself just walking through the airport. It's way dangerous. And I was so sad to hear that he got zero chocolates, zero flowers. Because we found out in South Korea that Valentine's Day is for the guys and girls give presents. And not so much we're here, it's it's more guys and that do it for the, the girls. But they have a, a separate holiday that it's the other way around where the guys give to the girls. But Sugar didn't even know that it was Valentine's Day and he said he didn't get any chocolates or any flowers. And I just want to know where all the fans are that ask to marry him all the time. Where were they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Sugar, I send you virtual roses and tons of chocolates and we love you and if it was us and we were closer we would have bought you flowers and chocolates so there i think now is a good time to pick my next song well even chon was all alone and he's like if you don't have anyone to hang out with on valentine's you can hang with me if you like he goes i'm not telling you to hang with me but you can i was like well i can't think of a better person to hang out with on valentine's Mm -hmm. than chon i know i love (gasps) chon stray kids are wonderful i love them anyway you pick your song i shall so naturally it being valentine's day and (laughs) ravi's birthday (laughs) I had to pick a Ravi song. She had to. Had to. She had to. We hadn't picked just a sing solo Ravi song for to. quite a while. I we, had to hold myself back. We do listen to other bands. I, know I swear. It doesn't, doesn't seem like it. I swear I do <laughs> listen to other bands. We just I mean, like going back to them. They just. They're like home. They have a special place in our mm-hmm. heart. So. That and BTS. I do find myself digging I, out the BTS. Boop. Here, there, everywhere. Yep. And Astro is my other one, too. Mm. I do like them, too. So. And so, I picked Kiss You by Ravi. This has been on heavy rotation in the past 48 hours on my playlist. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That's like My Valentine by Vix. That one's been in heavy rotation, oh. too. Boy, has it ever. But since I picked a big song last week, I was We like, didn't. Eh. We didn't. We're just mentioning that's a really, really good song. It is. And watch the live stage dances. It's really good. They're really good. They're really, really, really good. And this is, is Kiss You by Ravi. Go! Kiss You by Ravi. I love that song so much. There's kisses. That's such a good song. Love a kiss. (laughs) Such a good song. It is such a good song. That is a good dancing little song. such a good song. It's just a happy song, too. You want to dance all around the kitchen. 
And I, I love his voice. Oh, he's got a, such a fine singing voice. He I really love does. His voice. He's, he, and he's got excellent rhythm as a rapper, too. So, yes, we are a fan. Just a bit. I got jokes. Jokes! So let's jump into jokes. Joke jumping. Here we go. <laughs> Why is it dangerous to play cards in the jungle? Because it's wet. Because of all the cheetahs. <laughs> Technically, that would be the safari, like the plane, not the jungle. I didn't write it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's These fine. are daddy. You know, they're not the they're they're not the elite jokes. They the, are okay. just the available jokes. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. I get them out of kids' books, so just know that. You want to hear another one? Because I have like five this time. Yes. <laughs> Let's, Let's do go. a couple. What kind of horses frighten rangers? Ranchers. Ranchers. Sorry, not rangers. Ranchers. What kind of horses frighten ranchers? Nightmares. Yes! <laughs> She got one. I got it. I got it. She's good. She's good. Nice. So, you want to hear the word of the day week? Let's go for day it. Day week. Day week. It's always the day week. It's the word of whatever day you happen to be listening to this episode. It's Tachenda. 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 Spelled T A C E N D A. Tachenda. It looks like tachenda, but it's pronounced tachenda. And it's a Latin word from the word tachio, meaning I am silent. And the word means it's things not to be mentioned or made public. Things that are better left unsaid. Mm. So, you know, there's just like family secrets that you don't ever say. That would be Tichenka. Tichenda. Tichenda. Oh, yeah, yeah. I have problems speaking today for some reason, you know. Uh, glue lips or something. Oh, speaking of glue, Biba Doobie has a new song called The Glue Song. <laughs> it's really, really good. So, yay! Biba Doobie. <laughs> And the video is really cute and everything. I love, I like her. So since I picked her last week, and that's really cool that she just, she just like, like I went to click on the video and it like says, you have 14 minutes to wait before the release of this video. And I'm just like, oh. but her song was already out. So I could at least listen to the song, but yay. And then I found out Eric Nam's following her too. So I'm like, of course he is. I love Eric He's Nam. got great taste. He does. <laughs> Anyway, so I should use it in a sentence. Let's see. My mom sometimes says things that my dad thinks is tachenda. Leave it to mom to spill the beans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Song? Yeah, let's pick a song. Let's pick a song. It's your turn. I picked... A song about love at first sight. And she has been following uh, Mike Herrera's podcast and listening to it and found out about 
the love story between him and Holly, his wife. It's so cute. And it is so beautiful and wonderful. And he liked her right off after seeing her at a show and tried to get her to, well, I should have you since you listened to it. I will uh, just do it like a very brief synopsis because you should go and listen to the episode. Yes, on, and listen to it from yes. them. Stars. Well, it's mostly Holly who tells the story. Which is lovely. But uh, yeah, it's off of the Mike Herrera podcast. I don't know what episode it is. It's one of the episodes, but it's the episode with Holly <laughs> when they yeah. talk about how they met. Um, they met at a show and it's kind of funny because like she knew of MXPX. She was like, kind of a fan but not really it was her boyfriend at the time who was a big fan so that's why she went to the show it was because of the boyfriend and the boyfriend wanted to get something signed by mike but was too shy to ask so she's like well i'll go ask him i don't really care (laughs) and he asked her to hang out after the show and she was just like nah you know I'm, i'm here with my boyfriend and uh yeah and he's like oh well come see us next year maybe you won't have a boyfriend then which I was like listening to that. I was like, oh, dang. That's a, that's a, oh, that's smooth. That's a clever line. That's Let's throw that in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so she saw him like a couple times at a couple different shows and they started talking and then they started dating and it was just really cute. But yeah, you should go check out the episode for all of the details. So I picked a song about. Love at first sight. And I always, I'm a hopeless romantic. You're just hopeless. <laughs> I'm not just I'm, so, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm not just hopeless. You're just hopeless. Uh, I'm a hopeless romantic. That's a bouncing You're souls quote. You're just hopeless. <laughs> bouncing souls quote. I'm not Bouncing mean. souls. <laughs> but um, this song is called MySpace Girl. So back in the back in the back olden, in olden days when we had MySpace. <laughs> I was trying to explain to my daughter what MySpace was and how it was better than Facebook. And everybody who used the MySpace knows it was better than Facebook. So I don't know why Facebook became the thing that everybody uses because it's lame. And I will yeah. die on this soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> MySpace was cool. So this song is called My Space Girl and it's by The Afters and it came out in 2008 and it's off the uh, Never Going Back to OK album. So yeah, My Space Girl by The Afters. I love that song. My Space Girl by The Afters. And I kind of forgot about this band. I loved this band a long time ago. And uh, they always had really great rhythm and really great songs. Um, like Never Going Back to OK is really, really a good, good song. Um, but I loved it. I loved the little cartoon video with it. And when she was telling me about the Mike story, that song instantly came into my head. And I thought, I'm definitely going to pick that because I love love at first sight. I think it's just magical and wonderful how, you know, and it happens more than you ever think. I I should have looked up how many times or I don't know if they've done a survey or, you know, what are, yeah. What is the percentage of people that fall in love love at first first sight? sight? I don't know. 
Oh, but that kind of leads me into my next song pick because I've been listening to the My Career podcast, which is fantastic. I highly recommend it. And it's just by his name, right? Yes. Isn't it just called the, the My, my Career, Career podcast. podcast? How original. But uh, he has so many cool guests on his podcast. And he even has episodes where he just talks about like random nonsense, which is really fun too. Random nonsense is so interesting. He's great. But he has a lot of really cool guests and growing up punk and in the punk scene and MXPX being one of my first punk bands and kind of like the gateway band that got me into a lot of punk. It's so fun because he interviews a ton of people from bands that I love. Like he interviews people from Simple Plan and I just hit my hand on the desk. I felt it. It it wasn't even on my body. Uh, he interviewed some of the guys from Simple Plan and Teenage Bottle Rocket and Big D and the Kids Table. Like, there's so many. And a ton of famous skateboarders, too. I Wheels on my feet are a bad thing, so I never really got into skateboarding and that whole culture. But I love watching skateboarders. Oh, I love. Except when they wipe out. The culture. <laughs> and, like, I always had friends that skateboarded, so we would always hang out the skateboarders because punk and skateboarding goes hand in hand but i don't know any of these famous skateboarders that he interviews however not a Mike famous knows. skateboarder but he interviewed carl alvarez from the descendants i haven't listened to that episode yet but i carl have lives just down the street from us i don't know well, if i've shared this on the podcast before i might have but I don't Which is remember. lovely. So I'm going to share it again. Yeah, do it. Because this was like one have. of the cool. I don't know. I don't think so. But this share it anyway. One of the coolest moments of my life. So we live in Colorado. But a lot of the members of the Descendants live in Colorado. They have their recording studio, The Blasting Room in Fort Collins. Yeah. So Carl Alvarez lives like 10 minutes away from where we live. Yeah. And when I was working at a liquor store, it happened to be the liquor store he went to. Carl's liquor store. Carl's liquor store. And particularly during the pandemic, we did a bit of like curbside pickup only and delivery only, that type of stuff. And so him and his wife would order for curbside and stuff like that. And every time he came in, now I feel a little bit bad because I didn't I didn't recognize him. Yeah. Even though I am a big Descendants fan, I didn't recognize him, but I also didn't want to just be like didn't he looks creepy too. Like he could be somebody famous, but I didn't want to be like, are you famous? <laughs> hey you. Hey, you look <laughs> famous. Are you famous? I wasn't gonna do that, and I didn't want to put him on can the I, spot. Can I have your autograph? But he always had super cool punk t-shirts. Always. And so I always commented on his T-shirts, just just talking to him like a normal person. <laughs> so we would talk on and off about his T-shirts. And of course, he always had a lot of Descendants T-shirts. So I'd always just be wink, like, wink. Yo, I like your shirt, man. You know, <laughs> just doing the thing, all of that stuff. It never clicked for me. And then one day I delivered to his house. And he was like, you know how you always comment on my Descendants shirts? Well, I'm the bassist. Do you want a shirt or something? And I was like, what? <laughs> yes. And I was like, I, I have a Descendants tattoo on my ankle. Like, I'm super excited and like super stoked. And he was like, yeah, I can tell you're one of us. So he goes into his house and gave me 
a brand new copy of the new Descendants vinyl, the Hypercathium Spazinate, and a t-shirt. And he's like, this is the only shirt that I have. I hope it's okay. And I'm just like, this is the coolest moment of my whole life. And I just, I geeked out so much. I thanked him profusely. And then I went back to the delivery van and called all my best friends. And I was like, dude, you'll never guess what. I remember that. To the bassist of the Descendants. I brought him booze and he was always a very good tipper and he's super nice. Yeah. So the fact that Mike interviewed Carl just like made my millennia because Carl's so nice. Yeah. And a lot of bands, especially punk bands, they're so nice. (sighs) They're so nice. Yeah. Carl's super nice. Like I said, he always was super nice, super down to earth, tipped well, you know, especially all the times that I like... Cause he lives on like a super busy street too. So Ooh, I can't, too. I can't, I couldn't park in front of his house. Mm. So I always had to park on the side street and carry all of his booze to his house. And I keep hitting my hand on the desk. Maybe. Yeah. Just scoop back a little I'll bit. Just put my hands on my sleeve so I don't gesture so much. Yeah. But she gets all excited when she's talking about punk. Oh, I got so excited. I love <laughs> music. And so, long story short, the moral of the story is I picked the song Nothing With You by The Descendants because it's one of my favorite songs and it's on my love playlist because, of course, I have love playlists because I'm a marshmallow. Let's go. Let's go. Nothing with you, The Descendants. Woo! And I have seen The Descendants. I yeah, I asked Riot her. I was Fest. like, have you seen? Because I've never seen The Descendants. Yeah. I saw them at Riot Fest when I saw like the whole slew of all of my favorite punk bands. I saw Social Distortion. I saw The Bouncing Souls. I saw No Effects. I saw Dropkick Murphys. Maybe, maybe I have seen I saw The Descendants. I think if I have. That was a really good Riot Fest. And you know what's funny? What? Bailey was at that Riot Fest. No way. Yes. Before you guys met? Way before we met. It's Fate. There are so many shows that we were both at. Huh. But you would never but, even but, but I didn't know him. And they would never have gotten together. These two would never have gotten together if it wasn't for a mutual friend. It's just, they just travel in different circles. They, I, I don't even think they would have even noticed each other. And they, like, it was he doesn't really fit your past taste of like he doesn't what would catch her eye but if when that makes sense when but, i was thinking about it i mean he is her type when, when i was like yeah when i was thinking not about outwardly it, when i was thinking about it um when he was here for my birthday we watched uh straight to hell that has joe strummer in it mm-hmm. and he has joe strummer vibes and i was like that's, that's it, it. Because he's not necessarily, like, outwardly my type that I would immediately gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. But I was I was always like, huh. But, yeah, we were watching Joe Strummer. And I was looking. And then I looked at him. And I'm like, that's it. That's why I like you. That's it. You've got that Joe Strummer vibe. I got you. He does have that Joe Strummer vibe. <laughs> it's funny because. Uh, kind of that greaser vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I dated a guy that was uh, the drummer in my brother's band for a while. And there was always something about him that reminded me of somebody. Mm -hmm. I never could quite put my finger on it. I was like, 
But then I remembered it was a guy from a soap opera mm-hmm. that I really liked. Mm-hmm. I liked him. He was, you know, he's just kind of the hot guy in the mm-hmm. soap opera. But his mannerisms were similar to the guy I was dating. And it was like, that's it. And then one day he just like said something and made a gesture just like that actor. And I was like, that's who he reminds mm-hmm. me of. You know, there's another one that recently I figured out because um, Bailey and I have been rewatching Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anybody says. Ragnar is hot. He's hot. <laughs> Especially in the first season. He's hot. Mm-hmm. And we've been watching it. And since Bailey has a beard and everything and he's got those like super light green eyes. Mm-hmm. I like was looking at the TV and then I look at him and I'm like, oh, yeah, you kind of got that Ragnar vibe, too. So I'm like, he's like Ragnar mixed with like Joe Strummer. And I'm like, OK, yeah, no, it makes sense. It really does. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. <laughs> I wonder who you remind him of. Tinker, probably. <laughs> Uh, he he is my booga. Yeah, it's funny because Roz said that the other day in the car. Because she really? yeah, she was like, you know, you're a lot like Tank Girl because I have a Tank Girl screensaver on my computer, and and a tattoo and a tattoo and a poster. Yeah. And she was like, you know, you're kind of like Tank Girl because you're like tough and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, Bailey's a lot like booga because he's kind of just happy and silly. And I'm like. Yep, yep, Bailey is my booga. And it's yeah. funny because in my phone, he's saved as Bailey my booga. <laughs> and I have a little picture of like booga and tank girl as his little picture. I love how in K-dramas, they're, they're always somebody's, you know, they have like a little mm-hmm. funny word like that reminds me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually it's like a, a silly word or something that, that's kind of insulting, but it's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, Bailey's my booga. Oh, and the picture I have is like it's a picture of booga and take girl. And booga's like, all smiley, like cuddling up to her, and she's just kind of like, Ugh. <laughs> well, even her uh, tattoo has booga on there. Well, of course, yeah, like, you so. can't have take girl without booga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it turned out really, really good. The art is by Rufus Dayglow, and he actually liked it when I posted it. And. The wonderful tattooer Brock is the one. Yes. Brock was in my dream last night. I need to go see him. Brockton Fowler. Anyway. We love him. <laughs> we are a walking billboard for. <laughs> He's done for so many of my tattoos. Brock. Yes. We love you, Brock. I got some more jokes if you want some more jokes. I always want more jokes. Okay. What did the little electric robot say to its mom? I love you watts and watts. <laughs> Cute. And little Valentine one. Cute. And what is the difference between a sick sailor and a blind man? I have no idea. One can't go to sea and one can't see to go. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something like that. And I was trying to conjure in my brain, but my brain wasn't fast enough. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a seeing thing. <laughs> yeah. And the last one. What do cheerleaders have for breakfast? Since we just had the Super Bowl. 
What do cheerleaders have for breakfast? I saw it. That's all the answer. Don't guess. <laughs> well, now I know the answer. Ah! And it makes sense. <laughs> What's the answer? Cheerios. Ah, ah. <laughs> of course. Cheerios. Ma, they're so cheery. Oh. Ha. Ah. That was funny. What's your next song? I picked, so for my last song, I picked a song for those who are single and maybe waiting for Mr. Right or if they come along. What I found is don't be desperate if you're desperate looking hard for somebody. It usually leads you to some to some people that you really don't want in your life. So when you're desperate, you attract desperate people. You attract what you are. Best thing, you really want to meet your significant other if it's meant to be, relax. They will show up when they're meant to show up. And that's about all I'm going to say on that. So I picked Dear No One by Tori Kelly. And I love the lyrics to this because she's kind of, she likes, she's a, she likes her alone time. She likes, and I really like that too. So, uh, Dear No One by Tori Kelly. Go. Dear No One <laughs> by Tori Kelly. Yeah, she's got a fabulous voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when the time is right, they'll be right there. I almost picked an and Amber Lou song. She's She's got some great songs. And I love her voice. I love oh, her songwriting. I do, too. I'm, I'm a huge... I love her videos. <laughs> she's so cute. I love her. I love the space one. where That was the, the one that I almost, yes. I almost picked Bad Decisions. Yes, I like that one. Because that's such a good song. That's such a good song. I was and between... When she likes the guy... They turns out to be gay. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, that was. Oh, I forget what song that is, but they're at the roller rink. Yes, yes, that one is. One babe, of my are you ready to go? Babe, babe. oh, <laughs> I I love her. Um, but yeah, I was between Bad Decisions and Three Million Years because they're both so good, so good. <laughs> but I decided it's hard. It's hard to narrow it down to three. Especially, there's so many songs that we listen to all the time. I mean, sometimes I have a hard time. This time, I had a hard time narrowing it down because I had so many good options. So, but I have a whole love playlist because I'm dorky and a hopeless romantic (laughs) and hopeless and all of that jazz. (laughs) So, I have a love playlist that I made of, like, all the songs that... Make me think of Bailey because I'm a dork like that and stuff. So I love love. I love love too. <laughs> so it's I like had Pink says, "I love love. I'm not a slut. I just, I love, just love, love love. Yeah, yeah." So I have an entire <laughs> playlist of songs that I was like, "Oh, I could just choose from here." Yeah, yeah. I had a lot, and I tried not to go too old, but. Old is okay too. So I was like, "How old do I want to go back?" I I love I love some of the romantic songs that Elvis did, oh, yeah. and yes, you know, there's some really really 
there's one song that I love that I almost picked. It's a, it's like a rewrite song, and I guess she got in a little trouble. Um, but it's called Sukiyaki, mm. and uh, a Taste of Honey band rewrote the lyrics to um, for like a love that has gone away that you can't get mm. anymore, but. Uh, their version of the song is, t- for me, is one of the most romantic, beautiful songs. And I almost picked that, but I might pick it some other day. But yeah, um, if you ever get a chance to listen to it, it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and like Bailey and I both like a lot of 50s music. So I have a bunch of 50s music on that playlist, too. And I have some big band stuff like. Ain't That a Kick in the Head by Dean Martin is one of my mm. favorite songs. Yeah. So I have that on there. I have some Louis Armstrong songs on there. So I got Beatles songs on there. Actually, all the songs I picked today are on that playlist. Every, every time you <laughs> say Dean Martin, I always think of when the moon hits your eye <laughs> like a more. big pizza pie that's amore. Yes. Mm, I don't know. It always comes to mind. Mm. Dean. And pizza. Mm. Dean Martin's good. Anyway, so I I did an old song. I did an old song, uh, kind of not so old song, and then a brand new song. Mm-hmm. See, look at me. Look at me. You are on top of it. I, I am not, but it just worked out that way. So, hey. Yay. So my last pick for this episode is one of my favorite songs. I love this song. I've loved this song since the first time I heard it. I even have a bit of a funny story about this song, but I will tell that after I play it. This is Bad Case of Loving You by Robert Palmer. Bad Case of Loving You by Robert Palmer. (laughs) So back in high school when I was in drama, we had to make music videos. And so... Me and my group of really weird friends came up with a super elaborate plan for a music video where we were going to be a band of greasers because we all loved The Outsiders. So we were going to be a band of greasers that fought a band of socias over a girl. (laughs) But the twist was that all the girls in the group were guys and all the guys were the girls. And it was it was a whole thing. The song that we picked was Bad Case of Loving You by Robert Palmer. I was the lead bad greaser. Of course you were. Of course I was. (laughs) I see that. It fits. I so wish I could get a copy of that. I wish I could, but I think it maybe is in the archives of my old high school. Maybe. In the ether somewhere. Someone probably (laughs) burned it. I've asked everybody that I did the video with. No one has a copy of it. I'm really disappointed. Anyway, we used to always call it Dr. Doctor. And my drama teacher would get so upset at us because Dr. Doctor is the song by the Thompson Twins. Dr. Doctor. Yeah. It's a song by the Thompson Twins. Mm -hmm. And he's like, it's not Dr. Doctor. (laughs) It's bad case of loving you. And we're like, "Eh, okay, yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever. But that song. I love the Thompson Twins. I love the Thompson Twins too. But that Robert Palmer has a special place (laughs) in my heart. And then he did Power Station with M, 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 Mike Brain. Duran Duran. Duran Duran. John Taylor. I knew if I put Ben Duran Duran out there, she would remember my favorite Duran Duran member. 
John Taylor is my favorite. Sorry, we forgot. Yeah. Just for a mere second. Power Station. Oh, oh power so station. good. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see those chicks dancing every time anybody says Bar- Robert Palmer. Addicted, the addicted to, to love. love. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that one, that dance has been duplicated many, many times sure. since the 80s. I'm but. sure. Yeah. Oh, Robert Palmer, you left us too early. <sighs> it's truth. Truth. Well, next week. We are going to talk about masquerades. Ooh. We got, uh, what do you call it? Mardi, Mardi Gras. <laughs> and I thought about calling it masks, but I thought, you know, everybody's sick of the word masks. Mm. So mm-hmm. I wanted it definitely More costume fun. mask fun. Um, so definitely masquerade. Mm. So it's gonna be fun. that's going to be a lot of fun. And now we are recording on Wednesday instead of Tuesday because the little one is now gone on Wednesdays instead of Tuesdays. So um, we apologize for uh, it being a day late, but it's going to be a day or two late sometimes. So, mm-hmm. but that way we don't have interruptions and little pitter patter of little feeties yes. and heavy breathing outside the door. <laughs> Are you done yet? Yes. Are you going to be done soon? Yes. Yes. So it's been nice not having to worry about her being bored and Mm -hmm. and, uh, getting into trouble. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So we switched it to Wednesday. Anyway, happy belated Valentine's to everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hope you guys are doing well. Take care. Help each other. Love each other. And yeah, celebrate love. It's always worth celebrating. And happy birthday, Ravi. Happy birthday to everybody who has birthdays mm-hmm. out there. Yay, February birthdays. My other daughter's going to have a birthday mm. here on the 26th. And then Loon's birthday, DKB is the 27th. So all kinds of stuff's There's going so on. So much stuff's happening. All Sugar's the time. birthday's coming up on the 9th. Muse birthday's coming up. Muse birthday. We got so many. All the time. It's a busy day. Every day. Take care. We love you, Keys. Take care. Goodbye.